Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. Uh, Good to be back with you for another podcast. We've got an exciting one for you. Um, We decided that uh, David decided to bring us a lesson in half an hour on Psalms 119, and so that was no problem. (laughs) Yeah, no. Easy. No problem at all. So we figure we'll we'll have plenty of things to talk about um, in an hour, and we we may run out, right? We won't have anything to say. Yeah. But... uh, (laughs) No, I'm, I'm being, That's always our problem, I'm being right? Suspicious. <laughs> so we're gonna have a good study tonight on Psalms 119. Um, as always, uh, if you have any questions or comments, um, send us an email at truthandagapelove at gmail We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions on what we discuss or comments that you'd like to send us, we'd love to hear from you. We're also on Facebook, uh, speaking the truth in agape love on Facebook. So. Uh, find us on there and send us a message. And if you're in the Blackfoot area, uh, we'd love to have you worship with us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. is our class, and then 11 a.m. is our, our worship services. 370 North Schilling, Blackfoot, Idaho. So with that, there's our intro. <laughs> Let's dig in. We're ready to go. So if you want to, we're going to be reading quite a few verses from Psalms 119, so you could have... If you want to follow along in your Bible, you can. We'll want to have that open. Um, or just listen to us read the verses. <laughs> yeah. But we got a good study for us tonight, so I'll let you take it from there, Dave. So it was... The, I had a lot of struggles putting this lesson together because if you don't know, Psalm 119 has 176 verses. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uniqueness with Psalm 119. Um, like, for example, there's... 22 sections in Psalm 119. So it's broken down into 22 sections. And there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. So each section has a letterhead of the Hebrew alphabet. Mm -hmm. And there's eight verses in each section. So it's perfectly spanned out. So 22 by 8 is 176. Or times 8. Did I say by 8 or times 8? Anyway. I got you. Times (laughs) You knew what I meant. All the mathematicians are going, uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, it, it's it, it's unique in that, where it has, each section has its own powerful verses. And in every verse, except four verses. So there's 172 verses, that's Psalm 119, that talks about the law of God. Or the, the Word of God. And there's eight different synonyms that they use for the Word of God. You have law, testimonies, precepts, statutes, commandments, rules, promises, and word. And so these are the eight different synonyms that they use to describe the Word of God. And so there's that's kind of the, the intro or the beginning of... Looking at Psalm 119. So when you when you look at it, you see the the headings of each section, and you and you notice there's eight verses in each section. So there's that. But there's there's a lot of beautiful aspects of Psalm 119, like how he meditates and how he looks at the Word of God. 
Well, and, and it's uh, Psalms. It's it's basically kind of like poetry, right? I mean, it, yeah. it's a it's it's kind of an expression. Mm-hmm. The way he writes it um, from the heart, you know, just a you know like a poet would. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point to bring out. Absolutely, that's that's exactly how it's written. And and a lot of the psalms, if you don't know, they're they're either um, prayers or they're songs. Yeah. And so, a lot of times, a lot of the the psalms are either songs or prayers. So mm-hmm. this one is is written out kind of like a poem. So it, it's very beautifully put out. Yeah. And, and there's. Go ahead. Oh no, it's just um, that's that's something to kind of understand and in to keep it in context of of how David um, writes this. Yeah. As a, as a, a, a almost like a praise, mm-hmm. you know, to God. And we actually don't know who wrote Psalms one nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. David does write a lot of Psalms, but the Psalm one nineteen it it doesn't tell us who wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, it's kind of like Hebrews. Yeah. Could be David, or it could be someone else. We mm-hmm. don't know. <laughs> it sticks to the theme of the chapter, though. Absolutely, yeah. And so there's, or sorry, the book. Yeah, the book. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's six verses that say that the word of God is righteous, and the word righteous means equity or even mm-hmm. or just. So the word of God is the right way. And, and that's what he's bringing across. Like when you look at verse 62 of Psalm 119, he says, At midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. So you, just in that statement, the reason why he wakes up at midnight is because of his righteous judgments. But notice, you know, at midnight I will rise to give thanks to you. Just that that commitment, that zeal that he has for the Lord. You know, that that reminds me of Acts 16, 25. And that's where Paul and Silas, they were put into prison for preaching Christ. And they were beaten with rods. <clears throat> Excuse me. They were beaten with rods, thrown into the inner chamber. Now, something about the inner chamber. So there was no light. It was the dampest part of the, the prison. It was the innermost chamber, and because of that, there's also they they were also put in stocks. Yeah. And if you don't know what stocks are, very uncomfortable. But also understand, after being beaten with rods, they're they're bloodied up in stocks in a lot of pain. And what do they do? At midnight, they were singing hymns to God. Let's turn over there, actually. Chad, yeah. are you are you there? No. Okay. So let's turn over there. I was just looking. At, I mean, a lot of times they were um, persecuted. Um, the, his enemies not only fabricated lies about him, but also seek his death. You know, just yeah. a little commentary here on it. Yeah. So, so where did you say, Matthew? No, Acts 16, Okay. verse 25. And so leading up to this, this is when they were beaten with rods in verse 22. Mm-hmm. And when they had, in verse 23 of chapter 16, and when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. Mm -hmm. 
And then in verse 25, But at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Yeah. And so, you know, they have the attention of the, the entire prison. You know, everyone's listening to them. And well, and why'd, ma- they, why'd they beat them? They beat them to shut them up. Oh, well, yeah. Basically. To and make them stop preaching Christ. Yeah, and it didn't work. That's right. But not only, you know, and absolutely. But then after that, can you imagine what everyone was thinking? Like, <laughs> they knew they were just beaten, mm-hmm. put in stocks, and yet they're praying and singing hymns to God. How awesome is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a statement that is just... That alone just... Well, we can't relate very very easily. We try to, but we can't right. because we've never been treated this way. Yeah. But it's a way of treating... Sometimes they were... When they were beaten like this, I mean, it was brutal. I mean, it, oh, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't just a spanking. No. You know, <laughs> with a switch. It was brutally beaten to where there's blood and bruises. And sometimes they would um, reveal ribs... Um, you know, and even, um, the, your organs, sometimes their organs were, were visible after a beating like this. Yeah. Well, and then you, right before this, you know, that Paul was beaten or not beaten, but actually stoned and dragged out of the city, Mm -hmm. left for dead. Yeah. And he gets up and walks back into the city. So <laughs> the last place I'd want to go. Yeah, exactly. So again, just showing his Paul's zeal and his willingness to suffer so horrifically mm-hmm. for the sake of Christ. Yeah. That zeal, and then at midnight singing and, and praying to the Lord, mm-hmm. thanking God. You know. And so this is the kind of zeal that is also being displayed in Psalm one nineteen verse sixty two. That that's the kind of zeal where he is. Rising at midnight. Do you think there's any relation here? Is there any prophecy here? Not really. No. I mean, it could almost be a a, foreshadowing, but... Yeah, it's a foreshadowing or somewhat of the same thing. Yeah. It just shows the the commitment and the zeal that we should have for the Lord. He says, like, in 61, but I have not forgotten your law. Yeah. You know, it didn't make him, even though he was... In captivity, it didn't make him forget the law. Yeah, and and sticking to it through it all, mm-hmm. you know, through everything, willing to stick to the word of God and and no other. And um, we're actually going to see later on where they actually, in fact, um, you know, he's talking about they're laying a snare for me, and they're the enemy is trying to entrap me, and he says my. My life is continually in my hands, yet I do not forsake your law. You know, and that's that's a powerful statement too, because he's he's showing that he has the choice to either do what he wants or stick to the word of God, and he sticks to the word of God through it all, mm-hmm. just to show that 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 zeal again and the drive to. Want to please the Lord. And, and you know, um, Psalm 119 is great for that, to show how we need to be and how we need to look at the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And then, um, 
we see in Psalm 119, verse 86, it says the word of God is faithful. And depending on your translation, another word for faithful is sure. So again, that means stability or, or stable. Mm-hmm. And so not only is it established, but it is unshakable. So the word of God cannot be moved or changed. And that's something that we definitely need to understand. The word of God, it is written in its purity and full form, and it is unshakable, and we cannot change it, we cannot move it, we cannot adjust it to fit our life. You know, we also see that in Matthew 24, 35, Luke 21, 33, and 1 Peter 1, verse 24 and 25. All of those illustrate that the Word of God does not change. And then also in 119, verse 160, you know, as, as he's talking about the Word of God, and Throughout Psalm 119, it's always going back to the Word of God. And it says in Psalm 119, verse 160, says, The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. So the God, God's word in its entirety is truth. Mm-hmm. Every word of God. You know, that kind of draws back to Matthew 4, 4 where Christ is talking with Satan, and Satan is trying to test him. And Christ says, we don't live off of bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So every word that proceeds from the mouth of God is, you know, so yeah. in its entirety, every well, word is pure. Yeah, and I mean, you've got, a, did you read Deuteronomy yet? No. So Deuteronomy 32, 4 Yes, that's a good one. Um, says, he is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are just. A God of truth and without injustice. Righteousness and upright is he. Now, thinking about this person being locked up in that for basically loving God. You know, that's what was happening yeah. to them in Matthew. How is that um, justice? How For his ways are just justice um a god of truth and without injustice you know what i mean yeah it's it's kind of because i mean that would be the first thing you'd be thinking about if you got locked up for for teaching about god or jesus is what's going on god why you put me through this you know that that would be the first instinct you'd have at least i would you know yeah why is god letting this happen to me you know that's a good point when in fact a lot of those trials actually make us stronger you know, for for his work, for his work and his word, and it it makes us stronger in faith and all that. That's what happened to these guys. That's right. You know, um, Paul and and it was Silas, right? Yeah, Paul and Silas. Uh, their faith was actually strengthened through this trial. That's right. Rather than 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 loosed, than lost, it was actually strengthened, and they were thankful for it, and that's what made them yeah worship God in, at midnight, even after going through all of that. Yeah. So is that how we would be? You know, that's a question we got to ask. Yeah. Are we willing to to do that? You know, are we would if we were faced with that trial, how would we deal with it? That's a very that's what good I question. always think about. Oh yeah. You know, and especially when we're um, wrongfully treated at work or something mm-hmm. like that. But knowing that God's ways are just. Yeah. And and a God of truth and without injustice. Yeah. No injustice. Right. 
Well, and we have to understand that this world is Satan's world. He's the prince of the world. Mm -hmm. so this is Satan's world. So this life isn't fair. This life isn't just. Mm -hmm. But on judgment day, mm -hmm. his judgment, his, there is no injustice in him. Mm -hmm. You know, this is why, as a Christian, we can take comfort in the word of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when we die and we're faithful to him, we know God is faithful, and there is no injustice in him. Well, you get, just let's just say you get in a car wreck. You're like, God, why are you doing this to me? That's our first mm -hmm. instinct, isn't it? Yeah. Is God make you get in a car wreck? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, does, so, you know, but that's the first person we blame. Oh, yeah. When in fact, it's, it's, it could be Satan. It could mm -hmm. be the devil. Well, and a part of, Another analogy that uh, a yeah. lot of times people use is, well, you know, my 16-year-old or my 17-year-old got hit by a drunk driver. Why is that? You know, that's not fair. That's, that's not, not fair. Yeah. But in order for God to be a just God, he has to allow evil people to be evil. Mm -hmm. So he has to allow that drunk driver to make the stupid decision to get behind the wheel and drive drunk. He has to allow that in order to be just. So on Judgment Day, he judges righteously. Mm -hmm. And so that's where a lot of times people don't understand, where it's like, that's what makes him just. Mm -hmm. He has to allow people to make that bad decision. You know, like, can we throw free somebody... Will, free will agents. Yeah. Can you imagine your, your kids coming home and spanking them because of something that they're about to do or because of something <laughs> that they were going yeah, to that do? that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. No, that's not right. That's not just. Yeah. So God can't stop them before it happens, mm -mm. you know, and, and in them. He, in order for him to be just and judge righteously, he has to allow them to do their bad th deeds so that he can judge righteously. Yeah. And so that's where, that's where uh, yeah. people get confused with, you know, being thrown in prison well, and wrongfully, you know, just for preaching Christ. Mm -hmm. Thrown in prison for that. Well, did God make Cain kill Abel? That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. it, you know, but he had to allow the evil Cain to do his wicked deeds so he can judge mm -hmm. him righteously. Or like um, Judas, we talked about. Yeah, you know, betraying Christ. That's right. You know, that's a good point. And then when you also look at Peter, mm -hmm. and what I like about Peter is he denied Christ three times before mm -hmm. the cock crowed twice. Yeah. But then you see the different kinds of repentance with Judas and Peter. And mm -hmm. I think we've talked about this before, where well, Judas repented, but instead of turning back to Christ, he went out and hung himself. Yeah. And did Peter, did it strengthen Peter? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, he was strengthened by that ten, yeah. ten times what he would have been if he hadn't have done it. Yeah. And when, when Christ went to Peter, he says, Satan asked to sift you like wheat. Mm -hmm. But then he says, when you return... Mm -hmm. Strengthen the brother. Well, and another thing, too, is that that shouldn't give us an excuse to just go and do whatever we want, because it just can make us stronger, you know? Yeah. To no, go out and not. sin? No, <laughs> yeah, it's not. No. That's not the case here. It's not what we're advoca advocating here. That's right. These things, um, you know, we're free will agents, but you can't just go out and do whatever you want. That's right. You know, so, you know, we got to try to do our best, but we're going to stumble here and there, mm -hmm. and... uh from those trials, you can learn a lot. Yeah. And, and and when you turn to the Lord, that is when you're going to learn a lot. That mm -hmm. is when you're going to 
um, continue to grow in the Lord. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to get us too far off track there. No, that's there, but. good. Because a lot of Psalm 119 is... What I recommend to everyone is go home and read it. Or if you're already home, later on, just read it yeah. and meditate on it. Mm-hmm. Like, really kind of let it soak in what he's saying throughout all of Psalm 119. Mm-hmm. It is so beautiful, and it the symmetry behind it is mm-hmm. really beautiful, too. And so we're all we're doing is we're just kind of brushing over it and, and mm-hmm. talking about it only a few verses rather than, you know... Because, of course, you can't have a 30-minute lesson on 176 verses. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is, it is very crucial for us to understand how important the Word of God is. And knowing that His way is perfect. Not the way that we think perfect should be. And I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Chad, where people think that it's not right, you know, when their teenager gets hit by a drunk driver, yeah. which... I'm not saying it's right. Uh, I, I'm just, but they, they have a different idea of what what justice is and what injustice immediately is. Immediately, they think, "What did I do to deserve this?" Right. You know that we, we say it all the time. You know. Yeah. Um. And and it it's not God doesn't punish us that way. Yeah. You know that. So uh, that the, they they want it, the first thing people do is blame God. Yeah. You know why are you doing this to me, God? You know. Yeah. We've heard it. Millions of times. Yeah. Well, how many times? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you hear that all the time. Well, sure, you hear it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, my... Uh, Movies. I mean, yeah. we know people who say it. They. I think the biggest one is like when something catastrophic happens, like someone dies, you know, that's close to them, or a car wreck, or something like that, you know, that we, we don't expect. Yeah. We immediately blame God. And it's hard not to. Yeah. Instead, when things like that happen, we should look for the good. And these guys, you know, Paul and, or Peter and um, Silas, yeah, were strengthened. Their That's faith right. was strengthened ten times what it, what it would have been otherwise. So we have to really look for the good. Is all I'm saying is you're absolutely and, right. And that's what he's telling us right here, even in Psalms. Yeah. But at midnight, I will rise and give thanks to you because of your righteous judgment. You know. Yeah. I am a companion of all who fear you and of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of your mercy. Teach me your statutes. He's like, he's looking for the good. He's not, he's not focusing on the bad, you know, and he had plenty of bad to worry about. Yeah. He had plenty, you know, he's in captivity here and he's been, being beaten. He's been falsely accused, but yet he gives all the glory to God, you know, and, and he's looking, teach me. Your statutes. He's looking for more. Um, it's full of your mercy. Yeah. You know, how could you say that after something like that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah. So anyways. That's a very good point. And you, so. You got something brewing over I there. Do. I can see you. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Okay. Turn over there with me. Seven, seven through 10. This is where. Paul reveals that he has this thorn in the flesh. And he doesn't tell us what, what the thorn in the flesh is. Um, but he's asking God, he's pleading with God to remove this thorn in, the, in his flesh. But notice what God says in return to him asking. 
Okay, so we'll we'll just kind of read through all of it. Verses 7 through 11, or sorry, 7 through 10 of 2 Corinthians 12. He says, And lest I should be exalted above measure, by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I most gladly, I, or therefore most gladly, I will boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm-hmm. And so this is illustrating perfectly what we're trying to illustrate. Yeah, thorn in the flesh. The thorn in the flesh. Now, what's this thorn in the flesh? It's very beautiful how he doesn't tell us. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because it's whatever you need it to be. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're struggling with, that's what Paul could have been struggling with. Whatever Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with, that's what Paul could have been struggling Mm -hmm. with. That could have been his, his thorn in the flesh. But the reason why God did not remove it is because in his weakness... God is made strong. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he says, therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities. That's why I take pleasure in it, because I know it's making me stronger for the Lord. That is what he's illustrating. Mm-hmm. And so that's, the, that's exactly what you were trying to say, Chad, is mm-hmm. we need to go through it. Mm-hmm. And if we stick to the Word of God, if we stick and, and hold fast to God's Word, he will see us through it. Not only that, we will be stronger for well, it. Well, and it kind, of, it kind of reminds me of, um, say you've got a kid where their parents come and bail them out on everything. Every problem they have, oh, yeah. the parents bail them out and um, go talk to the teacher, go talk to the principal, whatever, and they get them out of all these things. How much worth does that kid have when he's an adult? He doesn't have any. Uh-uh. I mean, he can't do anything without his parents. He can't do anything with, you know, and so... That's a very w- good point. When you don't let a kid fail or have trials or tribulations or, you know... Let them suffer their consequences. Yeah, even, even, even you know, they, even if they have a bad friend or something, you know, they got to learn to deal with that on their own to a certain degree um, and, and suffer those trials and tribulations and coming out of that, they come out stronger, you know. Yeah. Than 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 if you would have just done it for them. That's right. And so, you know, it's it's kind of like the you see these signs at the national parks: don't feed the animals. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's because they if you feed them, then they're going to come back and want more, and then they're not going to be wild animals anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're going to forget how they got their food before. Yeah. And so, you know, just. Just a few examples of, of what happens if you don't have to work through those trials that make you stronger. Yeah. And then Philippians 4, okay. 12 and 13 ties into this as well. And I'm glad you brought that out because, you know, when you do think about that, you know, all the celebrities' kids. Sure. A lot of times they turn out to be nothing. If there's no trials. And they're bailed out. They don't have to suffer their consequences. Mm-hmm. So then they grow up and they think they can just continue on. <laughs> What do they say? The worst thing you could do is buy your kid a $60,000 car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it to him. Yeah. 
That and a gas card. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yeah, it just, we've seen it plenty of times um, when they're not allowed to go through and, well, I got to get a job if I want something, you know, yeah. those kinds of things. Anyone who's had everything handed to them, they're, they're basically worthless. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so di- so much more difficult for them when they hit reality. Yeah. And eventually they will, you know. Yeah. But a lot of times they, at that point, they don't even know how to handle it. They don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So you end up hurting your child rather than helping them. Yeah. What did yeah. you say? Philippians, Philippians 4. 4. Yeah. And so in verse 10, he says... I, gr- I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard of need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is a part where I I really appreciate because had it not been his trials and tribulations, he wouldn't know how to be abased. Mm-hmm. You know, again, going back to there's a need for us to suffer. And we don't understand it because it hurts while we're going through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, man, it's yeah. not good. You know, everyone's lost loved ones. It's not good to go through that. It, it's terrible. You know, and Chad, you, you mentioned um, a few weeks ago when you lost your brother. Mm-hmm. You know, you almost lost him. And then how? Four years. Four years. Mm-hmm. And then, but in that four years, you you grew so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He taught us a lot. And, you know, he didn't he didn't let anything hold him back, even mm-hmm. though he, he had to relearn to walk again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so you can tell his... He had to learn to do everything mm-hmm. all over again, and yet it, it and didn't slow him down. It, it didn't learned. change his attitude. He was so happy. Yeah. Um, he, he, it, even if, when he was learning to walk again, he was just in such good spirits mm-hmm. and make people laugh and and that. He just, it, yeah. And it's like, dude, you can't walk. Why are you so happy? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and But through that, he was glorifying God. Mm-hmm. He was, you know... A lot of times when I see people in a wheelchair or something like that, mm-hmm. I'm sitting back and I'm like, I have no right to complain about my neck cramp or my <laughs> my back pain or whatever. Like, well, I you, can walk. I, you know, like you begin to be grateful, and it, from what seeing other people, you know, and and it's not that. It, it's good for them, but to see someone going through it and yet still be in such high spirits mm-hmm. encourages you. I'm reminded of the song we sing, Count Your Many Blessings, See Very What God Has point. Done. Yeah. You know, um, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings and yeah. s- name them one by one. You know, see what God has done for you. That's, that's right. That's about as good as I could uh, recite that song no, without and, looking at it, but it's true because. <laughs> absolutely. If you're feeling down on yourself, go look at what it's like in third world countries. Yeah. You know, or there's always somebody who's dealing with something a lot worse than you. That's right. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. And, and so um, having seen that, when you see that and realize, hey, I got it pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, it makes you feel better about maybe whatever bad thing you've been dealing with. And yeah. 
Do we deal with bad things? Oh, yeah, all the time, every day. That's right. You know, and challenges. And, you know, even just like, you know, David mentioned today, David Porter, uh, you know, about the, you know, all the bad things. Do we, do we have a lot of seemingly bad things happening in this country today? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can you dwell on it too much? Yeah, probably. You know, and, but do we have food to eat? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do we, you know, we, we, we have a place to lay our head out of the weather. Yep. That's right. Yep. You, so you start counting all those things and leave the rest to God. You know, Brandon brought that up in, in uh, class. Class, that's right. This morning. Yeah. How, uh, she was really dealing with a lot of things and just stressed out about everything. Trying to deal with it all herself. Deal with it all herself. Yep. And someone says, you know, you can leave that up to God. And it's true. We can. And and we don't realize that. Yeah. You know, sometimes we can really stress ourselves out way more than we need to. Yeah. And all we have to do is leave it to God. We can only control the things we can control. Yeah. You know, and even in something really bad, whether it's a car wreck or losing a loved one or whatever, we we just got to, we got to, you know, move on. We got to, we got to just keep living, you know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, that's a... You worrying and stressing about it mm-hmm. doesn't change anything. No. You know, it, it. you can't change it one iota. It's still in the Lord's hands. Mm-hmm. Worry so, about the things you can control and the rest of it, just leave it up to God. Yeah. And, you know, you just be the best Christian you can be, mm-hmm. and the rest is up to God. Mm-hmm. You know, who you are and how you handle it is up to you. Mm-hmm. But the events and everything coming in front of you, leave that up to God because... That's out of your control. Sounds easy. Right? It, it, it does. <laughs> so much easier said than done. Yeah, and and that's the thing. That's why we gotta, you know, put our faith in God, and and you know, even, yeah. So, well, and and that's why we need to to meditate on the Word of God always, you know. And that's why the more you study the Word of God, the more perfect He is revealed to you, you know. And that's something that still to me. I cannot, I'm still baffled by it, where the more I study, I'm like, he is so perfect. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we all know that God is perfect, but I don't think you understand how perfect God is. I don't think we, any of us can understand how perfect God is. You know, the more we study his word, the more perfect he reveals himself to us. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we need, we need to love his word and we need to love his word in its entirety. Well, and, and in the Psalms here, he, he keeps telling them, teach me of good judgment and knowledge. He keeps asking God, hey, That's right. show me, teach me. What do I need to learn? What, you know, what, what have I got to get from this? Yeah. Do we have that attitude today? <laughs> we should, right? We should. Yeah. Like, how many times do you hear people, they boast because they're, they're knowledge in the Lord? Mm-hmm. Well, that's great that you have knowledge, but, you know, with boasting in it, you lack wisdom. You know, yeah. where, mm-hmm. and that's why we always need to go to Christ for our example. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't go to one, each other, one another and say, well, I'm, I'm better than Chad is at this, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, you know what was I'm the, better than David than this, so I'm doing all right. Well, who's the one that he's like, um, Lord, thank you. I'm glad I'm not like this tax collector <laughs> yeah, the here. Pharisee, yeah. Pharisee, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for not making me like this old tax collector here <laughs> this next to me. heathen over you know? here. No, that's not what we're supposed to do. That's right. You know? <laughs> but that's why Christ is our perfect example. 
But that's why we always compare ourselves to Christ, because we'll always fall short. We'll always remain humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, a lot of people, they they get overwhelmed when they look at Christ. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand, you know, mm-hmm. he's perfect. But he's not expecting us to be perfect, because if he was expecting us to be perfect, Christ wouldn't have had to come to begin with, mm-hmm. right? That's why Christ came to earth, and that's why he died for us, mm-hmm. because we're imperfect. Yeah. But we need to strive for it. Mm-hmm. So when we fail, like you're talking about, you know, when we... When we do fall short, because we're going to, how do we repent? Mm-hmm. Do we repent like Judas and 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 wallow in our our sorrows, or do we turn back to God? Mm-hmm. You know, do we weep and turn back to God like Peter did? And so, you know, do we do we go to the Word of God for comfort? Do we go to the Word of God mm-hmm. and say, "Your Word, Lord, is our delight." Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, Psalm 119, verse 47 says. He says, I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. Do we feel this way about the Word of God? Mm. Do we go to the Word of God and say, you know, this is our delight. This is, this is great. And, you know, when you study with someone and they're disagreeing with you on something, that is when you will find delight in the Word of God, mm-hmm. because His Word is the end all to all disputes. I had a study with someone one time, and they were they didn't believe in hell, and they, they believed that the, the body and soul are one. And so I just took them to Matthew 10.28, and Matthew 10.28 refutes both of those beliefs. Matthew 10.28 says, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Yeah, that's something too because no one can take our faith away from us. That's right. You know, they can kill the body, but they can't kill the soul. Yeah. And But also recognizing that our Heavenly Father can <laughs> destroy mm-hmm. both yeah. soul and body. That's right. In hell, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something where a lot of people don't, nobody wants to believe in hell. Nobody wants to believe that mm-hmm. if I'm bad, there's this torment awaiting me. Mm-hmm. But the God of truth just said that there is. Mm-hmm. So it's there because it's actually impossible for him to lie. Mm-hmm. Hebrews six eighteen, right? And so if God said it, there is a hell. And those who are disobedient will go there. And so he can destroy both body and soul in hell. So when I, when I took them to this verse, they read it, and we sat in silence for about five minutes because they couldn't answer that. The word of God was the end all to all disputes because that's why his word is our delight. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is remain faithful to his word and he promises us eternal life with him. Mm-hmm. That's why we can find delight in his word. And so that's what that's why, you know, the psalmist here in verse 47 of Psalm 119, that's why he says, I will delight myself in your commandments. But also notice at the end of that he says, which I love. That's another thing. Do we love the word of God? Mm-hmm. Do we hold his word more valuable than anything else? Mm-hmm. You know, some people are faced with 
either sticking to the word of God or following their spouse. You know, those that are unequally yoked. And I'm so thankful that I am not in, in a relationship like that, but I know several people, and it's very hard for them mm-hmm. because their spouse is pulling them away from the Word of God. So then you have to ask yourself, who do you love more? Do you love your spouse or do you love the Word of God? Now, yes, I'm sure you love both, mm-hmm. but who do you need to love more? Yeah, and... uh you know, we should read Psalms 119, 103. Yes, that's a good one. Because I'll read it well, right quick. Yeah, go ahead. Psalms 119, 103. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Um, I don't think I know very many people. I don't know anyone that doesn't like honey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You put honey on a brand freshly baked biscuit or roll, man. Oh, it's man. good. And yeah. and the thing is 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 with that said, how sweet is God's word? It sh- it should be the you know um like like 104 continuing on there. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Yeah. You know, we should hate everything else other every false way. That's why we we you know should stay away from that. It'd be be like eating something sour or whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and but but God's word is sweeter than honey. That's right. And it's sweet because what it offers us. Mm-hmm. You know, how how beautiful and how blessed we are that we have such a loving father willing to show us the perfect way to him. Mm-hmm. But not just that, willing to send his only son to come down to show us that perfect way. Because, you know, that's something that the law of Moses could never offer anyone, was the, the perfect way. Even the high priests who were to offer sacrifices for the people, they first had to go in and offer sacrifice for themselves mm-hmm. before they could go in and offer sacrifice for everyone else mm-hmm. once a year, you know, and not without blood. They, they could only enter in to the most holy place once a year. Mm-hmm. with blood but even that wasn't perfect they we never had someone before christ we never had someone that could show us the perfect way mm-hmm. you know the best they could offer you is to say well do as i say not as i do mm-hmm. that's not a good example mm-hmm. you know when when parents <clears throat> excuse me when parents parent that way it typically doesn't work out for them does it Mm -hmm. because they're not being a good example to follow after they don't have that example of standing strong in the word of god in front of their peers you know not caving to peer pressure but if you had someone willing to do that in front of them and then willing to stand strong in the word of god rather than caving if you don't have that, you don't know how to handle it. But if you do have someone, they show you how to handle it, and they show you the the way out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Psalm one nineteen one hundred five is a really good one. Since we're already there, yeah, you read verse one hundred four. Mm-hmm. Verse one hundred five of Psalm one nineteen, he says, "Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path." Yeah, you know let. God, 
light the path for you. How can he light your path for you? By going to his word and seeing how he wants to direct you. You know, allowing his word to guide you. His word is the light. You know, as Christ came, he says, uh, you read it in Colossians 1. Yeah. Uh, on the table today. Yeah. Let's turn over there. Okay. Yeah, and I was saying, Colossians 1, if anyone asks you what your religion's like, like why are you a religious person, Colossians 1's a good one to read to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, because... Um, where was I going with this, Jed? Um, is it, it wasn't Colossians. It's Colossians 1 is what you read, I thought. First Chronicles. Or first... No, it wasn't first Corinthians. Cool. Hold on. I think it was Colossians. Um, and I even forgot what I was going to say anyway, so I don't even think it matters anymore. <laughs> um... Yeah, it was Colossians 1, 21. 21. Hmm. And you, who once were aliens and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. And notice in verse 23, it says, If indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, mm -hmm. which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Yeah. So if indeed you continue in the faith, notice how it's the faith, mm -hmm. not a faith, mm -hmm. the faith. So if, now the opposite side of that is what if you do not? Yeah. Well, then you don't have that hope. No, you don't. And like he says in 24, I, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up my flesh what is lacking in the affliction of Christ for the sake of his body, which, the church, which is the church. Yeah. You know, he rejoiced in his afflictions. You know, we kind of talked about, we've been talking about that this whole time, you know. Yeah. If there was any ever anyone who was afflicted, you know, Paul was. <laughs> oh, man. He had so many afflictions. I don't know how he handled it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, let me see here. I think it's in First Corinthians. Uh, chapter 11. Mm -hmm. Starting in verse 22, and we'll read to the end of the chapter. Just looking at how much... Paul suffered. And we were talking about how Paul was in prison, and through his weaknesses, he was made strong. Look at how much he suffered. Apparently, mm -hmm. he needed it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say it like that, but Christ told him he was going to suffer many things for his sake. Mm -hmm. And we see what kind of things he suffered. As, as he's talking about here, and I love how Paul is kind of illustrating asks a question and almost like an absurd question and he's he's kind of speaking speaking to them in, in the carnal mind he says are they hebrews so am i are they israelites so am i are they the seed of abraham so am i are they ministers of christ i speak as a fool i am more 
in labor more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received forty stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils of the city, in perils of the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness, in toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger in thir- and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness, beside the other things what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. So he's, look at how much he suffered. You know, I hope none of us have to even be beaten with 40 stripes minus one. Now, I hope that never happens to anyone, even once. But this happened to Paul five times. Yeah. Like, can you imagine suffering so much and the the perils of being shipwrecked? And man... I haven't seen the ocean. I've, I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. But I have gone out to the lake, and I was going cliff jumping when a windstorm came in. Of mm-hmm. course, this is Wyoming, so wind picks up all the time. Mm-hmm. The waves were big, of course, to me. But when you're in the water and you're, you see these waves coming at you, that's a scary feeling. Mm-hmm. It, it truly is a, an eerie feeling. So being shipwrecked and being out in the deep... That is wearisome, mm-hmm. and it, it's scary. Well, it's an environment that we weren't made for. Yeah. We were not made for the water. Anytime we're in the water, we're reliant on a mechanical something. <laughs> yeah, that's to, a good point. To to keep us alive. Yep. We just don't survive in the water. And uh, so, yeah. And it, it, the amount of suffering that Paul had, it just shows through that his dedication for the lord mm-hmm. and how much stronger he was afterwards yeah. you know those trials strengthened him for sure that's right and then you know the next time it, when something comes up and something else happens he was willing to face it head on you know that made him not worry about suffering he's been through it you know um growing up i never got in fights Mm-hmm. But I know people that got in fights all the time. They're not afraid of fights. I am. They're not afraid of it because they've been through it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. So here he's been through it. So he's not afraid of being, you know, receiving 40 stripes minus one. And by the way, that's the 40 stripes minus one. That's what the uh, Jewish law was. was well, it was and- 40 minus one in case of. Uh, I would say that he wasn't afraid of it. I mean, because he knew what. I mean, that was that was a brutal thing to go through. But, right. But he, you know, I guess I, willing to go through it. Right, willing to go through it. We 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 don't even we can't even imagine being Americans what this would be like to be arrested by your government. Right. For your religion. Yeah. I mean, that's we, something we, we can't. We can't even re- realize that. Thank goodness. Yeah. Now the day might come, <laughs> you know, yeah. very shortly. Yeah, that's true. Um, we just don't know. And, and you know, that's why we're given these examples, because it didn't matter. Yeah. 
you know, he didn't, it didn't matter. That didn't stop them ever from pursuing the word of God. I'd like to read Colossians 3 you've got here. We didn't read that yet, did we? No, 317. 317. No. Go ahead and read it. Because this is a good one, and I think we all could almost um, memorize this one and, and recite it, but it says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So whatever we do, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, not just in in worship, but our everyday walk of life mm-hmm. and whatever you do. Yeah. Absolutely. Do all in the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's giving thanks to God the Father through Jesus Christ. And notice, a lot of times throughout Scripture, as it's talking about giving thanks to God the Father, it's always through Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's because of Jesus Christ do we have the reconciliation with the Lord. It's only through Jesus Christ do we have that reconciliation. It's only through Jesus Christ can we be thankful to God. It is only through Jesus Christ can we pray to the Father. <clears throat> that's what Christ has done for us. And that's why we are so blessed through Christ. It is always through Christ. And that's why we need to allow, you know, going back to Psalm 119 verse 105, that's why we need to allow his word to be the light to our feet yeah, and a light to our path. You know, let the Word of God guide you. I'd like to read some in, in Psalms too. Psalms 110 yeah, through 112, because it goes along with what we're saying here. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I have not strayed from your precepts. Why? Because your testimonies I have taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever to the very end. Yeah. No matter what happens, I've inclined my heart to, to, to perform your statutes. That's right. So we have to commit ourselves like we don't commit to anything else. Yeah. To carry that clear to the end. Yeah, that's right. Of our, to the ver- very end. And something that doesn't actually talk about in Psalm 119, but it's illustrated throughout all of Psalm 119, is his attitude Mm -hmm. about the Word of God. His Mm -hmm. attitude is illustrated throughout Psalm 119. Mm -hmm. And that's so true for us today. Our attitude towards the Word of God means everything. Do you know how many times people will come to the Word of God and rip it out of context to fit their life? Mm -hmm. How they... They know Scripture, well, but the, yet it's they come to the Word of God trying to prove themselves right rather than mm-hmm. just proving God right. The wicked have laid a snare. That's right. Well, it's a snare. It's a trap. That's right. You know, and they're, they're always doing it. They're constantly doing it. And I know it's, I know it's there. Let me get there. Okay. So I'm 119. We got five minutes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, time just flies when it we're having does. fun. Well, and I know Psalm 119 is so large. Mm-hmm. But notice in verse 109, he says, My life is continually in my hands. Mm-hmm. So he's recognizing that he yeah, has a choice. Yeah, do not forget your law. Yep. He has a choice. Sure. He can either mm-hmm. serve the Lord of God or, it's e- in or my serve hands. the Word of God. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. or I can do my own thing. Yet, I do not forget your law. In the story of the rich man and Lazarus, did the rich man have a choice in oh, yeah. the life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did. Did he listen to him? No. Nope. His, his, his destiny was in his own hands. That's right. And when he wanted to send Lazarus back, wanted God to send Lazarus back to talk to his family, he says, they have Moses and the prophets. Yeah. Let them hear him. Hear them. That's right. They're not going to listen to Lazarus. Yep. <laughs> you know. And that's something that uh, is, is really beautiful. Is yeah. Our life, our eternal life is in our hands. Mm-hmm. We can't blame anyone else except ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what's beautiful about the Word of God. But that's the exact attitude that we need to have. Yes, I recognize that I have choices. Yet I'm not going to make these choices. I'm going to do what you asked me to do. Mm. You know, Romans 12.1, we need to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord. And at the end of verse 1, it says, which is your reasonable service. Mm -hmm. God is not asking too much out of us. Mm. It's our reasonable service to Him. Mm -hmm. He's done so much more than anything we could offer the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so that's... That's why we dedicate ourselves to the Lord, is because He has given so much more for us. We are merely giving back what we can. And everything we can, even though it's not enough, that's all that the Lord will ask of us. And that's what's beautiful about God. He is a God of equity, not equality. So, Chad, He's not going to expect the same out of you as He does of me, and He's not going to expect the same out of me as He does of you. We all have different talents. And we just use our talents towards the service of the Lord. So if you're that just a small part and that's only your talent, mm-hmm. put that talent towards the service of the Lord. That's all he's going to ask of you because that's all you have. Well, and I think this doesn't mean that we can't help each other. Oh, absolutely You know, not. it is at the end of the day, it's up to ourselves. That's right. But we can also put ourselves around good people and other Christians, you know, as we're commanded to, to come yeah. together. They, we come together to strengthen each other. Uh, even though it is our choice, it's in our hands. We yeah. can still put ourselves in good situations that strengthen ourselves. Yeah, rather than weakening ourselves. Like uh, like finding a, um, a wife or a husband that's a Christian. Someone who's going to help you stay a Christian. You yeah. know? And, and, and so we can, you know... We can do that. We can make those decisions as well. But at the end of the day, it's up to us. That's right. No one else. That's right. Very good points. And are we about out of time? Yeah, two or three minutes. Two or three minutes. <laughs> um, because I asked. I kind of forgot what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah, because, you know, it, if in, it, it is up to us. And, and is the wick, are the wicked going to lay a snare? You Absolutely. Bet. You bet. Every day. There's going to be something. Yep. And we have to put his word in our hearts and our minds and trust it and and have it help us make the proper decisions. Rely on him and his word for our strength rather mm-hmm. than on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And prayer. We could end like this. You know, we talked today. Um, things kind of just clicked in it our did. worship today. Yeah, it did. But, you know, there's an article that we had in our bulletin, don't don't become disqualified. Yeah. We all know what it feels like to be disqualified from a race or and we didn't we didn't know till the very end. It's like what? And in Second Corinthians three five, 
the Apostle Paul, he wrote, Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. We got to know. We got to test ourselves all the time that his word is in us. Yeah. That Jesus Christ is our Savior. Um, is he in you? Yeah. And testing yourself always. Always. Yeah. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Continually ask Continu every day, am I right with the Lord? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's what we have to do. And, and uh, it'd be a shame to get to heaven and realize we'd been disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> and rather not get into heaven. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. gift that Jesus has given us is so great. It's 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 the best gift you could ever receive. There's yeah. nothing else better. That's right. Nothing else. And you know, don't listen to man. Mm -hmm. Only listen to the word of God. Yeah. And like me and Chad always say, don't just take our word for it. Mm -mm. Go to the word of God. Study for yourself. That's why we give you the book chapter and verse. That's right. So you can <laughs> if you don't have a Bible handy, write it down. Go to yeah. it later or you know, we're just reading the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And if Chad is mm -hmm. reading the Word of God and he says something that's not there, I'm going to tell you. And he's yeah. going to do the same that's thing. Right. Because only the Word of God can save mm -hmm. you. I can't. Chad can't. Nope. Only the Word of God can. Yep. And so that's what's most important for you is mm -hmm. love His Word like the psalmist in Psalm 119 yeah. demonstrates. He loved the Word of God and he dedicated his life according to the Word of God. Yeah. That's how we do it. Mm -hmm. That's how we need to dedicate our lives, mm -hmm. to the Word of God. Yeah. And only the Word of God. Don't listen to man and what he thinks about the Bible. Mm -hmm. Go to the Word of God and, and see what God mm -hmm. wants you to know about the Bible. Yeah. Wants you to know about Him. Yep. Okay. Well, that's it. Thank Those you guys so much. Those are great thoughts for us to end on. Absolutely. So, uh, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, we'll be, hopefully, uh, Brock, you know, giving you a podcast next week. And uh, so we'll look forward to that. So thanks, everyone. Thank you, guys.